But this morning, I'm going to jump straight into the scripture. This morning, we're going to talk about digging a new well. So everyone say, dig Dig. a new well. And I'm going to jump straight into the scripture. We're going to read from Genesis chapter 26. I'm going to paint a bit of a picture. Genesis 26 verse 12 says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. When Isaac planted his crops, he harvested a hundred times more for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. That's kind of cool. Who thinks that's fantastic? I like that. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So we see a picture of a man who is doing extremely well. He has got flocks and herds and cattle and sheep and servants and his grain is increasing and everything around his life is increasing. Everyone got this picture? So we're really enjoying this. And then the Philistines become jealous. Isn't it funny when you do really well, you sometimes meet those people who aren't happy about you doing well, like you're happy you're doing well, but then you meet those jealous people who aren't doing well. And so what do the Philistines do? We're going to read this in a minute. What was the source? First of all, what was the source? Let me jump. I'm not jumping ahead. Let's, let's go through this. You ready? The source of his wealth and his prosperity. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I dropped that ball so badly, right? What was the source of his wealth and prosperity? He was connected to a well. He was connected to this well of water in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of the desert. He was connected to a well. And because of this well, his flocks grew. Because of this well, his grain grew. Because of this well, he had wealth and blessing overflowed him. And when the Philistines became jealous, and we're going to pick this up, what did the Philistines decide to do? The Bible says in verse 15, So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells they had been, that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Isaac's prospering. He's doing really well. His wells are working. Everyone say, wells are working. His wells are working. My youth heard this on Friday night. His wells are working. Everything's doing really well. The Philistines become jealous, and so they decide to fill his well in with dirt. They decide to fill his well in Now, I was up at four o'clock in the morning the other day when I was reading this scripture, and I was praying for my young adults. I was praying for the church. I was praying for a couple of people specifically. And as I'm reading through this scripture, this begins to bubble up inside me. How often are we blessed and prosperous because we are connected to a well that works? How often are we blessed and prosperous because we are connected to fresh, living water? That's where our blessing and our prosperity and the favor of God come from, by being connected to the living water. And all of a sudden, you see a new picture begin to emerge. The enemy of Isaac, the enemy becomes jealous. The enemy doesn't like the blessing. The enemy doesn't like the favor. The enemy doesn't like the grace of God upon Isaac's life. So he fills the well in with dirt. fills the well in with dirt. He takes the dirt, the soil, the sand. Can we go a bit further? Terra firma, the world. And he begins to fill in the well that works. Can we say it like this? He filled the well that was working with the world. He takes the world and he puts it in the well and all of a sudden he's cut off 
from the fresh and living water. If you've ever been here for a while with the church, you heard me talk on John 7.37. And John 7.37 simply says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Or in John 4.13, we talked a few months ago about the woman at the well. And we said, Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water I give him will become in him a fountain of spring, sorry, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. See, the source of your blessing, the source of your favor is having not just H2O, but having a connection with the well of life. The source of your blessing, the source of your favor is having a connection to Christ who gives you living water. In the midst of your wilderness, in the middle of your barrenness, in the middle of your desert, when you are connected to the living water of life, all of a sudden there's blessings and there's favor and there's grace and there's grain and there's servants and there's cattle and there's flocks and there's sheep and the favor of God overshadows your life. But the enemy comes and he fills the well in with the things of the world. You getting that this morning? Dude, this blew my mind. How often as Christians we get caught up wondering why we're thirsty, wondering why we're in a dry and barren time. And it's like God said to me on Thursday morning, you are disconnected from the well of water. You have been disconnected from the living water by the things of the world. So on Friday night, we broke the youth group and I would love to do this with church, but there's too many of you and it would look really weird. But we broke the youth group into groups. And we said, I want you to take a minute and think about what are the things of the world that are in your life right now that separate you from the living water? What are the things right now that the enemy puts into your life to disconnect you from the living water? See, we come to church and we hear sermons week after week after week and we nod and we clap and we sing great songs. But the truth is we can do all of that from a religious spirit. The truth is we can do all of that from a traditional habit. But if we are disconnected from the well of water that works, we will always be dry and thirsty even in the middle of a congregation. We will be dry and thirsty even in the midst of the worship service. We could be sitting there and we're still dry and we're still thirsty and we're wondering what's going on. I'm telling you what's gone wrong, what's happened is your enemy has filled your well in with the things of the world. Your enemy has come and he's taken the sand and the soil. He's taken the lust of money. He's taken pressure and stress. He's taken fear and confusion and doubt. He's taken pressure from your boss. He's taken pressure from your spouse and he's begun to fill this well in and all of a sudden you're stood here and you're like, God, I'm just so dry right now. I'm so thirsty right now. I just feel like I've got nothing left to give. And I felt like God was speaking to me in that moment saying, it's because the people are disconnected from the well of water that works. It's because the people are no longer drinking from me. You know, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah 17 verse 2 says, my people have committed two great sins. It could be verse two, chapter 2 verse 17, but we're going to go like this because memory moment. And my people have committed two great sins. They have hewn for themselves cisterns that don't work and departed from me, the well of living water. Can you see that this morning? Can you see how we today have an enemy just like Isaac had? We have an enemy who hates you. We have an enemy who wants to disconnect you from the source of life and peace and blessing. 
And he doesn't do it by making everything go wrong. He does it by disconnecting you from the well that works. He does it by disconnecting you from the source of living water. Is that good this morning? Can you see how that can happen in your own life? Can you see how so many people can still come to church and can still say, and we can sing, you know, we speak the name of Jesus, but the truth is it's only on our lips and not in our heart. The truth is we're not actually connected in. The truth is we don't take, I did this test a little while ago, and I was asking some of the people, how much time have you spent in the scripture recently? How much time have you spent connecting with Christ? How much time have you spent drinking from this well of life? And I started to get the answers. Well, you know, I had one young man look at me. I love this young man, so I won't mention his name. But he looked at me. No, I really won't. Actually, that's, everyone should just be impressed at my restraint right now. But I had this one young man look at me and he went, you, you mean not Friday? And I went, yeah, no, not youth group. And he went, you mean not Tuesday? And I went, absolutely not young adults. I meant when was the last time you spent time in the Word of God? When was the last time you spent time connected to the well that works? When was the last time you did? Don't answer out loud, it will get awkward. When was the last time you spent time? When was the last time you set an alarm to get up early? When was the last time you said, I'm switching off the TV or I'm turning off Facebook, I'm turning over my phone because I need to spend time connected to a well that works? When was the last time you did that? And so often we go through the motions, don't we? We come to church and we go through all the motions and we lift our hands really high because super Christians lift their hands high. And yet we still feel dry. And I'm wondering if maybe the world hasn't filled your well in. I'm wondering if maybe the busyness of life hasn't filled your well in and hasn't separated you from the presence of God. Can we read another scripture? We're going to drop down to verse 17. We're going to see what Isaac did. Verse 17, Genesis 26, verse 17. It says, Then Isaac moved away to the Gira Valley where he set up their tents and settled down. Verse 18. And he reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac now restored the names Abraham had given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gira Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. What did Isaac do? Everyone say it with me. He dug a new well. He realized the world was in his well. And so he moved and he dug himself a new well and he discovered fresh water. And I would love to tell you that we could all applaud today. Let's just applaud anyway it's so much fun yes he dug a new well it's so amazing thank you Jesus and then we're going to drop down but the shepherds from Gira came and claimed the spring this is our water they said and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen so Isaac named the well esque which means argument can we just take this picture he realized the world was in his well he moved he dug a fresh well wouldn't that be great if that was the end of the story for you today wouldn't it be great if Pastor Phil said you just need to clear out the well dig a new well, get the world out of your well, and that's the end of it. Wouldn't that be fantastic? We'd all be like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And I would love to tell you you only have to do it once, but that's just not scriptural, is it? How many people have been saved more than two years? How many people connected with Jesus quite a few years ago and they felt that love and that freshness and that peace and that joy and the Holy Ghost like moving in them? They knew that they had been connected. It's like somebody said to me, you know, what's it like? I said, what's meat smell like? 
You can't describe it. I couldn't explain it to you. You have to experience it. And when you've experienced it, you will never, ever doubt it again. And it's a little bit like that with Jesus. It's like, man, I don't know what that feels like, so connect to the well. Come to him and say, God, I want to drink from you. Jesus said, if any man thirsts, if anyone's thirsty, if you're feeling dry and barren and anyone's thirsty, come to me and let him drink. And from his innermost being will flow that river of living water. And so the water is living and it's abundant. It's abiding inside me. But as time goes on, my enemy comes and he fills the well in with the things of the world. And I start to feel dry and I start to feel disconnected and I start to feel discouraged and I start to feel despondent and all those other D words that I've come up with. And so you start to feel that and you realize, man, it's because the world has filled in my well. And so you come over here and you dig another well. And you go, God, I just need to connect with you again. I need to dig another well. So you dig the well. But then there's an argument and then there's contention and then there's something else. There's an enemy who brings hostility. There's an enemy who brings contention. So Isaac goes and, and we see the picture again. You ready? It says then Isaac, verse 21. So his men dug another well. And then there was another dispute. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Hostility. There was hostility. He moves to one well and there's an argument. He moves to another place and he digs another well and there's hostility over that well. So he moves to another place and he what? Digs another well. That's, I actually have three things. Dig another well. We're just going to say it together. You ready? Dig another well. Why do we want to say it? Because I want this to get into your spirits today because so many of us move and we're like, God, I've moved place. I, you know, I'm in a new place, I'm in a new location, and God goes, it wasn't the location, it was the fact that you were disconnected from the water. Dig another well. But God, I'm feeling so dry. Yes, yes, I know, you're feeling dry. It's because the world has filled your well. Dig another well. God, you don't understand this. I moved and there's this argument, and there's this hostility, and God's just saying to you again, dig another well. And I want you to see the picture. Isaac dug a well and then something else happened and Isaac dug another well and then something else happened and Isaac dug another well and then something else happened and Isaac dug another well. Don't get tired of digging wells. Don't get discouraged. I tried church. I tried at God. I, I went and, I, you know, I connected with you, but then, you know, just kind of didn't seem to work anymore. I'm going to say to you, dig another well right where you are. Dig another well. Right where you are, clear out the world from where you are. Right where you are. How many people have spent time in the Scriptures? How many times have we gone, God, I'm reading the Bible and I've done this. It's like, God, I'm reading the Scriptures every day. And he's like, yeah, but you haven't been with me. You're ticking a box, but you're not spending time drinking from the well. You come to the Scriptures and you read a whole chapter. Maybe you read a whole book, but you didn't drink from the well. Or maybe you're a worship leader and you've come, and I know this because I've been a worship leader. I know you can't imagine my voice now, but I could do it anyway. And, and, and you're going and you're singing and you're worshiping week after week, and you go, God, I'm serving you. And he goes, yeah, but you're not connected to me. Dig another well. Because when you don't dig a well, you start to feel dry and weary and worn out. Are you getting that this morning? Yeah. All right. I'm going to finish with this because maybe today you feel like you're in that place and it comes to September each year and June, July and we're coming out of, out of the winter and we're coming into the, towards this spring season and we feel tired 
And I'm talking to so many, not just leaders, but people. I'm talking to people in shops and I'm talking to people as I bump into them as we walk along and we're just feeling weary and tired and worn out. And they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm saying, you know what? You have an enemy who's filled the well in with the world. Dig it back out. Take time, even this week, to to look at what's going on, what's, what's filling up and consuming my life. And if it's not Christ and it's not connection to Him, clear it out of the way. Come aside and spend some time digging another well. And we talked on Friday. We said, how do you dig a well? We said, you know, some, they said, well, you know, I just read the words. Great. And somebody else said, you know, I just pray. That's fantastic. Somebody else said, I actually come to churches. When I come to church and I'm around my brothers and sisters, I feel refreshed and I feel built up. That's fantastic. Somebody else said, it's, it's when I'm serving. It's not just when I come to church or when I read the Scripture. It's when I'm actually serving that I feel connected to God. I feel His joy and His presence upon me. And I feel like I'm being refreshed when I'm serving. That's fantastic. I'm trying to say to you this morning, I don't know what it is that makes you feel dry, but I'm telling you, you can search it out and go, God, I want to clear these things out and dig another well. God, show me how to dig another well. Show me what I need to do right now to dig another well. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.